Wade Bishop and the Council Round. Good solid hour 40 minute meeting last night. And a lot to get to. This is the uh, Council Roundup, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Across the way is Chris Murphy. And Chris, uh, we're going to get uh, just chock full of information here. Cool. Uh, updates on what's going on with the COVID crisis response. We'll hear about the protests that happened over the weekend, some of the concerns about police not wearing PPE, for instance, and the uh, police chief's response to that. Uh, plus, we'll uh, see uh, Alderman looking at uh, various different spending proposals that they're actually going to put on the back burner for now. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so they're already starting to uh, consider not spending any yeah. more than they actually have to. Plus, a little bit of an update on uh, what kind of uh, funds we can grab to help people um, of lesser means for things like uh, rent assistance or something along those lines. So updates all around. Let's start with uh, what I think might be one of the, the very remaining few rosy pictures when it comes to the city's finances. Here's Treasurer Misty Busher. The corporate fund in the month of March had a beginning balance of $15,484,547. We took in total receipts of $9,109,876. We had total disbursements in the month of March of $8,168,733, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of March of $16,455,690. So I think we're still sitting pretty. Yeah, just for now. For now. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. Uh, we'll hear a little bit more about uh, budgeting, what the mayor's doing now uh, to to kind of prepare for what's expected to be a major crater in city revenues. Uh, but first, let's get an update on what's going on with the coronavirus um, pandemic response. Here's Fire Chief Alan Riney, who's part of the uh, Sangamon County Emergency Squad, getting all this put together and uh, providing response. These Tuesdays are coming pretty quick. I don't know if you guys, if it's like that with you, but it just seems like uh, it seems like these weeks are going by really fast. In other ways, Chris, it seems like weeks are going by really slow. I, 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 I completely disagree with the fire chief. It's like I feel like I feel I had to cancel my vacation. March 17th. I feel yeah. like I've been working six years without yeah, a vacation. Exactly. I talked to a buddy uh, who moved. A, well, I guess he temporarily moved. He lived in, he lives in Chicago, but he, a month ago, <laughs> went to Virginia. And yeah. uh, he's been in Virginia hanging out with his brother since. Uh, and I talked to him probably like, you know, two weeks ago. But we talked last night. I'm like, dude, it feels like we've. it's been a year. Since I we've know. talked. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like usually my daughter springing on me that I have to go to Minneapolis to get her crap out of her apartment this yep. weekend would make me flip my lid. I'm actually looking forward yeah, to a road trip. I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, one of the things that the fire chief um, laid out there was uh, some of the things they're working on. And uh, that includes listening to businesses and what they're looking to do to reopen. We have a lot of good resources that we found. Uh, obviously, we're not the only ones that are thinking about this and what it looks like to get businesses back in and back going, uh, but we still are unsure uh, whether or not that's going to be a local decision. Yeah, you know? so the, the governor, of course, uh, has hinted at uh, allowing for some kind of regional reopening or some kind of modification of a stay-at-home order. Uh, it's unclear what exactly that's going to look like, but of course, um, they're getting more outreach for uh, from local businesses to the city uh, about the mayor's executive order. 30 business owners this week, uh, every single person has been cooperative. Every single one. We have not had one bad experience. Uh, most of them were doing what we wanted before we got there. But he said, and we 
had this uh, last time we had this update too. There seems to be one store. He said he didn't give the store's name, but he said there seems to be one store that people are complaining a lot about for some reason. Complaints. It seems like one store in general I get a lot of complaints about, but every time we go in there, they're doing the right thing, and uh, so I, I'm not sure what that uh, what's going on there. But there's also other complaints that they're fielding. And then we had a few. Um, a uh, few of the uh, smaller stores uh, basically just wanting to be able to compete on the same level as the uh, as the uh, bigger box stores, and we understood what they were saying, and we made... Uh, making different recommendations and whatnot. There's also other stores that uh, may have misinterpreted the governor's executive order, um, so uh, they, they've been providing clarity there as well uh, to make sure that people who can operate and still sell their products... Could still operate and sell their products, even if it's in a, a modified fashion of sorts. Uh, he said now's not the time, though, to let up on the ongoing efforts. The best analogy I heard uh, was somebody said, you know, if you jump out of an airplane, just because that parachute slowed you down for 90% of your trip doesn't mean you take it off for the last 10% of your trip. And I thought that was a pretty good analogy. You don't want to. I've heard that analogy as well. Chris, I don't know if you've uh, heard that. Um, no, that's the first I've heard of it. Thrown so. out there. But I've also heard a counter analogy to that saying, well, if you jump out of an airplane uh, over an ocean and uh, you don't take your parachute off, if it gets tangled, uh, even if you're you know, 200 feet above the ocean, if you don't take your parachute off, then it's going to tangle you and you're going to sink and drown once you hit the water. <laughs> So, you know, you've got that kind of counter to the analogy. Um, there you go. So everybody's uh, trying to, you know, <laughs> I guess get people to think certain ways. Um, other thing about priorities here. Now, this is uh, some of the Q&A um, out there uh, that, that uh, you have from um, uh, Alderman asking Fire Chief Riney about uh, wh- what's going to happen with this, that, or the other. I believe this is Alderman Redpath. Like the golf courses, I talked to people at the, at, on the park board, and they said, we're not doing anything until the governor says so. So that's the way that's going to happen. Golf courses. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a priority. I can't even – got to give Perry Zubek this credit beforehand. I, I think that golf courses should be open to bad golfers because nobody's gotten within 150 yards of my slice. That's so fine. it's like, yeah. yeah. So uh, and, and somebody asked uh, the governor yesterday about golf courses specifically. I get it. All right. We want to get out there and we want to enjoy the outdoors. There are people, 600,000 people lost their jobs and we're worried about golf courses. Come on. I know. Anyways, (laughs) um, just got to vent every once in a while. But other entrepreneurs, the Red Path was sure to uh, highlight that are looking to to get open back up. Barbers and beauticians and and restaurants, everybody's ready to go. But I understand we got to, you know, shelter in place for a little longer. But, um, and the mayor, he talks about uh, next steps moving forward and trying to get uh, kind of a uh, concise message to the governor. For the Illinois Municipal League, uh, they're putting together recommendations from different cities on that very aspect. And so it's just not that you'd uh, ask for a request of the lightening up the restrictions. Uh, I would see it as how can some businesses operate under the current uh, format uh, you know, grab and go or whatever, or like you pointed out, doing scheduling. So a variety of different things are going to go into this. Uh, you've got the municipal groups that are going to send the, the governor some proposals and some plan ideas, and uh, this is all going to come together. Uh, it's going to have to within the next eight days. Yeah. Right? Because it lifts April 30th, yeah. unless he just does another blanket re-up 
of uh, his current I, executive I, I think order. That, I think that's almost certain that he's not going to do that. But again, no, but, again, and, but, it, yeah. but it could be a, a drop that we get on Friday. Yep. You know, right. it'll be a Friday afternoon news drop. <laughs> As we talked about last week, whenever he uh, announced that he was going to go ahead and cancel schools. Which will be teased the next two days like it was teased Exactly yesterday. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, we also got a couple of updates on cases. We've had it in the news, uh, though the fire chief didn't specifically say it. He talked about uh, the hardware store. Uh, as we're reporting, that's Lowe's. And you also have a uh, senior care facility in Sherman that's got cases. So uh, that was the update. We're going to come back and, and get into uh, some budget questions. And uh, everybody seems to be on the same page that uh, government finances across the board, state, federal, local, are going to be just absolutely shot. What we thought we were going to have in January is nowhere near what we expect to have come next month. Uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer last night, Springfield City Council meetings, part of the council roundup, uh, brought up the budget issues and the uh, pretty scary uh, future that's ahead. It, all indications are this is going to be extended at least, you know, mid-May or maybe into May through the from the governor. Um, that's about a sixth of our budget, sixth of our year. What, what are we doing to um, to make sure that there's no uh, no spending, non-essential spending, because I'm concerned about spending any money at this stage of the game. Because at the end of the year, we're going to have to we're going to have to have some tough choices. Yeah, think about that. A sixth of the yeah. year is essentially. Technically, Stifled. technically more than that. If we go to May thirty first, it's going to yeah. be more like a fifth, oh, you know, because because we were mid mid March when this hit. So, <sighs> so yeah, yeah, two and a half months if it goes past me. Just uh, chew on that for a bit. Here's more from Hanauer. If, if anything, I think we should pull the credit cards and unless people absolutely need them. And these are the credit cards that uh, city some city staffers have to just go and you know spend on maybe um, you know various expenses, right? Be it. Uh, if travel or if they're going to a conference, uh, a hotel or something. So I, these have always been scrutinized. And Hanauer making the issue, um, he's brought this up before in the past. We need to get control of these things. And uh, the mayor's saying, all right, we'll do that. This one on the uh, procurement cards, uh, we are taking a look at that whole process uh, for that purpose. And he's also uh, continuing to reiterate he's pushing out for uh, the various uh, the agencies within the city to controller spending as much as possible. And then uh, all the directors are looking at their budgets to cut 5%, um, but we'll probably have to go beyond that. So we're looking at the hiring. Um, I know we've had it slowed down, but uh, we'll probably look at a hiring freeze where if a department wants to hire someone, they'd have to do a write-up and a uh, come before me and make that determination and five percent isn't going to cut it no i don't think so it's a, well a fifth of the fifth of the budget is gone that's 20 exactly percent and, and that's right. assuming that if june 1st rolls around we're back to where we were before right. march we're, like 1st, instantly like which, instantly which is, yeah which is not going to be either no, so it's not the, the the budget's going to have to be cut by about a third at least well and one thing that uh, they're going to try to do is is try to uh, control overtime but it's kind of hard to control overtime in a crisis uh you know we're tracking that and hopefully get reimbursement through FEMA, but time will tell on that. <laughs> Woo, time's yeah. going to tell on all of this. Mitch McConnell already was talking about, hey, hey listen, oh, we're running out of money here, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're trillions of debt. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Federal level. Excuse me, Mayor. What are we voting on? Well, not voting on much there. Oh, I got so many of these old clips, Chris. That's good yeah. stuff, man. Some of the... <laughs> um, 
maybe um, <laughs> under the some of the um, <laughs> there you go misunderstood. <laughs> that is not an edited clip. That is 15 seconds of pure McMiniman awesomeness. Oh yes, I do absolutely. <laughs> All right, so uh, last night, still a lot to get to here. Um, Police Chief Kenny Winslow addressed the council and talked about the protests that have happened. Of course, we've seen a couple of different protests. Um, we're going to expect more. I think there's another one that's planned this Sunday. we got one that's planned for May 1st. That's going to be not just here in Springfield, but also Chicago. These are people who are willing to practice social distancing, encouraging protesters to wear masks. But they are they are protesting uh, the stay-at-home orders they feel uh, is uh, d- diminishing their, their rights of free assembly. Uh, they feel that it's also uh, uh, harming businesses and destroying lives and so on. Uh, so you've got these protesters. It's their right to protest. Uh, but the police chief, Kenny Winslow, uh, addressed the council on some of the things that uh, they, they learned or witnessed or experienced uh, as police interacting with protesters Sunday. These protests for years and years. Uh, Early last week, we started getting information about a potential protest that was going to happen at the Capitol. We contacted the Capitol Police. Uh, Their plan was that they were going to allow it to occur and that basically we would do as we had done in the past. We would work together on a plan to uh, make sure that it went off peacefully. And they did interact with protesters eventually. People wanted to block the roads, et cetera. We had to get out. We had to deal with it. So, of course, one thing that people don't necessarily understand about protests, yes, you have the rights to peaceably assemble and uh, redress the government for grievances. Uh, You don't have to have a permit for that. You do have to have a permit if you want to block any kind of public right-of-way, right? I mean, the, one of the founding philosophies of uh, freedom and liberty is your freedom ends when it infringes upon the freedoms of others. So your freedom to protest ends when it infringes upon the freedom of movement of others. So if people were wanting to block the street, for instance— or, you know, a public street, they would have to get a permit to do that. Uh, but the uh, police chief continues. The magic question everybody wants to know is, does the governor's order trump your right to the First Amendment under the U.S. Constitution? And that's not a question anybody can answer for us right now. Some may say constitutional scholars point and say it does not trump your rights to the First Amendment. Others may use the whole argument of, um, you know, screaming fire in a movie theater. And uh, how people should be held accountable for those actions. So you're going to hear these arguments as we hear more and more protests uh, spurring up, not just here in Illinois, but across the country as well. Yeah. Uh, back to the issue of permits, though. No, they did not issue okay. a permit. But their their stance is right now that in the past, people have shown up and done these pop-up uh, protests. And they allow them, even without a permit, to protest and also peaceful. As long as they don't block traffic, that's all we... That is I correct. Mean, we will take care of that, as, as we did this week. That's when the issue started, when they started trying to block traffic, et cetera. And that's when we stepped up and got involved. Thank you. Now, you could block traffic if you wanted to at the protest. We see that with uh, Gun Owner Lobby Day every year here in Springfield. They get permits to do that. Sure. They get permits to get the thousands of people for Gun Owner Lobby Day to flood the streets and walk and march through the streets with a police escort, essentially. Uh, so there are there are things uh, right. that, they're paying for that, too. Yeah, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to pay like an insurance policy of sorts and, and cover certain costs and whatnot. And, right. uh, you know, again, your right to protest ends when it infringes on the rights of others to freely move around. So you can't block public right of ways uh, like sidewalks, for instance. Uh, but Alderman Gregory, hearing all of this, he's like, that's that's fine and dandy, but that wasn't the issue that people had with the protests necessarily when it comes to police. More so, it wasn't the protests. I think a lot of people recognize that's a fine line um, when we when we uh, deal with 
protesters and, and, and the right to do that. I think more so of uh, many of people's concerns was the protection of our police officers and, you know, with PPE, we don't want any of them sick and things of that nature. And, and as you've been talking about, Chris, I mean, this morning, uh, you know, the stories of uh, the videos that were shared on social media showed police not wearing masks, yep. not wearing gloves, touching, you know, getting touched by uh, protesters and whatnot. Uh, so that was a, a concern that's been raised for days now. But um, Chief Winslow, he reacted. We've counseled those officers about why they did not have their PPE on. That is the one concern that I had coming out of the videos. Everything else that they did I thought was appropriate. Obviously, um, you know, you don't want to do anything that's going to incite the situation. And I'm not going to get into tactics, but I think our officers were able to accomplish what we wanted, which was basically clear the road with as minimal force as needed and to get people to comply. And that's what occurred. Yeah. I, I, other than, you know, that one little instance, I didn't really hear anything, you know, out of uh, out of line from police or from uh, protesters. No, I, I, yeah, exactly. I thought I thought they acted professionally in the video, but I, I didn't even, I, to tell you the honest truth, I didn't even notice they weren't wearing PPE right, until right. somebody brought it up. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I, I was so focused right. on br- what kind of brutality, what did they do, anything mm-hmm. anything out mm-hmm. of the lines or whatever. I wasn't even focused on the PPE. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip over the Inspector General reports. Um, if people want to go, they, uh, the website has, uh, has those published for the city of Springfield, so you can read about that. Uh, a couple of different reports that uh, Judge Holmes and also Judge Milik they uh, provided to the city council last night. We may actually hear more about some of that uh, at future meetings. Um, but on to Val Diesel, who uh, helps with a variety of things at the city, and she addresses what we heard uh, were some of the concerns about um, funding for uh, rent assistance and stuff like that. Uh, so ultimately, the city's been waiting on guidelines on uh, getting those those funds and how they can best be used. Uh, she said the feds have been providing some of those guidelines, and uh, there's a lot of guidelines. We were told to strengthen our financial policies and procedures and ensure that we had a strong audit process for these funds that would be coming. Right. We were also reminded that all federal requirements shall remain in place. So uh, they're getting more information together. Uh, they're actually uh, going to have a, a hearing coming up uh, to offer up even more details. We have scheduled a Community and Economic Development Commission Zoom meeting for this Thursday at 3 o'clock to discuss with the committee and update them on guidelines and get their input and recommendations. So... Uh, a lot of aldermen were asking what's going to happen with rent assistance. How's the federal money going to be used by Springfield to do that? Those guidelines are starting starting to come back. Uh, how quickly that all gets put together, I'm not sure. But uh, definitely, if you are somebody who's in need of assistance, reach out to your alderman. Uh, let them know. That way you can be plugged into keeping updated on what the latest is with that assistance. Moving on to other city business, meaning ordinances that the council is considering. Uh, one of them dealt with uh, like a $50,000 project for uh, the community that's being built in Greenbrier in that area to have some intersection work or something along those lines. Well, Alderwoman Conley, after a little bit of discussion back and forth, decided, you know what, we're actually going to hold off on this. I'm, I would be willing to... Um make a motion to hold this. I don't know that we need to put six months, but if we put it in committee for right now. So that's just more spending that the city council doesn't necessarily want to have to do. Another measure uh, was the $50,001 for Kidzium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that as well. That's being uh, postponed. Here's Alderman Proctor. Alderman like to Proctor. Uh, send that back to committee for the time being. 
uh, see if we can get past this uh, COVID-19 issues and uh, reassess after we see some numbers from the, the budget team. Second. Second. Moving to hour. So they're holding that as well. Uh, and there's a variety of other things they talked about. We heard, of course, Alderman McMiniman uh, and his concerns over the union contracts. He was the only no vote on both those union contracts, one of them being for Springfield Police. His main concern there was uh, it's a multi-year contract. We could expect zero to negative growth <laughs> in the future here um, because of the COVID crisis, meaning doesn't make much sense to have increases in wages for city employees because it's not the reality on the ground. He said it's imperative that city aldermen uh, push these contracts back to negotiation because the reality has changed, right? Mm-hmm. Other aldermen didn't hear that. They went ahead and voted for these contracts anyway, so McMinimo is the only no vote. Wow. That's your council roundup.